Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 195 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. This is the place to be for proven practical tips and advice on growing your membership business. Today marks the third and final trip into the vault from the past three or four years of the Membership Guys podcast. Over the past few weeks, we've been reaching back into the archives and bringing you the best, the most popular, the most useful episodes from the last 194 installments of the show. You know, unless you're a bit obsessive or unless you've been listening from day one, chances are you've missed some huge nuggets of gold from over the past few years. So every now and then I like to take a little trip into the vault and pick out some great episodes to put back on your radar. Over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about how to streamline the content production process for your membership, how to deal with problem members and toxic elements inside your community. And today we're talking about launch. Now, in order to do that, I've gone further back into the Membership Guys podcast vault than I've ever done before on the show. You know, we've had this little trip into the archives a few times now over the years, but this really does go back to one of our earliest episodes, all the way back to episode three, in fact. Now, when we launched the podcast, we actually pre-recorded about five episodes that we released all at once when we actually launched the show. So this really was one of the very, very first episodes. This was recorded before a single person had ever listened to the show. And it was a bit of a nostalgic little trip back down memory lane to thinking about where things were when we actually recorded this. We hadn't really even launched the Membership Guys brand. We certainly hadn't launched membersiteacademy.com. We were just at the beginning of our journey in moving away from running a successful agency where we worked with membership site owners to actually starting to put our voice out there, to blog, to podcast, and of course, to help people through our membership. So it was definitely a little bit of a nostalgia trip for me, but a very useful one because what we're actually talking about in this episode is what to do if your membership site launch fails. Now, the prospect of this happening is probably every single membership site owner's nightmare. You spend months toiling over your product, wrestling with tech, creating content, getting your marketing strategy and your launch plan in place, and then you open the doors and it falls flat. Nobody joins. Crickets. What the hell do you do? Now, we talked a lot over the years about how you can preempt and try to prevent this from happening and how to put yourself in as strong a position as possible for your membership launch. But if the worst happens, what next? What do you do when your launch fails? That's what we talked about back in episode three of the Membership Guys podcast. And we're going to take that trip into the vault to hear my top tips on how to deal with that situation. After all that effort, and then nobody joins. Not one single sale. All that build-up, nothing happens. What do you do? Now, usually what people will do is they scramble for a way to fix it instantly. And in doing that, they start to panic and end up focusing on stuff that really is completely irrelevant or really has nothing to do with why your membership site or your online course has failed. 
often that really centers itself around the website. So the typical response is people will scramble to rearrange stuff on their website, make the logo bigger, make the social media icons bigger, more testimonials, less testimonials. We need an image slider. We need more photos of my cat in hilarious costumes. All these completely irrelevant, completely pointless changes that aren't gonna make a scrap of difference to a membership site that has simply failed to take off. You also see people starting to make really illogical changes to their pricing. So what they were once charging $5,000 for, they've now reduced to $10. Or they've taken their $10 product and they've whacked the price up to $5,000. The truth is, None of this is getting to the core of why your membership site or your online course is likely to have failed if indeed it has. And it's understandable though, why people react in this way. Because with a membership site and online course, typically people put in most of the effort upfront. So all the effort and all the work is front loaded. So you're spending all that time getting everything in place in anticipation of it being successful. And all the calls content you're creating, all the hassles with the website and all that sort of stuff, that happens before usually we've made a single penny. So then we're kind of almost just trusting that the launch is going to go successfully. And of course, you'll have a launch plan and you'll have an approach in place for how you're going to market and promote your site. But you're kind of gambling, you're risking everything on it actually becoming a successful launch and being a successful launch. So if it's not, that kind of throws your entire plan out of out of alignment because everything you're doing up until that point is on the assumption that it's going to be well received because you have a plan and you've got all these things in place. So you're really, you're giving it your best shot. It's kind of you're winding up and winding up for months and months of dedicated hard effort to put your best foot forward. You give it your best shot and you miss. So what the hell do you do then? You panic. Natural reaction. If you're in the process of building your membership site right now, if this does happen, or if it's already happened to you and it's happening right now, the key thing is not to panic, not to make rush, rushing off in the wrong direction, focusing on all the wrong things and scrambling around with stuff that makes absolutely no difference. Take a step back and really ask yourself some hard questions. Is your product actually any good? Now, we all like to think our product is the best thing since sliced bread. Everybody thinks their own baby is the cutest baby that's ever born. And the same goes for stuff that we put all that effort and all that time into. But is your product really any good? Now, I'm sure the video quality is good. I'm sure your knowledge is, is good. I'm sure your expertise is excellent. I'm sure that you believe you are imparting the knowledge that needs to be imparted. But have you actually sat down and looked at what else is out there? Are you building a membership product or a membership site around something that somebody can actually go out and learn in an hour with free resources? Are you actually feeding a hungry crowd? Is there actually a need for what you're putting out there? And if there is, is what you're offering the right way to address that need? A lot of it comes back to value. So in terms of your pricing and what you're charging, 
obviously, again, you don't want to undervalue yourself or undercharge, but are you trying to charge thousands and thousands of pounds or thousands of dollars for what amounts to a one hour or a two hour course? You see that a lot, but the people who get away with that, and I say get away with because in truth, if all you're offering is an hour long course, chances are it's true value isn't the multiple thousands of pounds or dollars. But the people who get away with that do so because they build up massive amounts of credibility or massive amounts of authority or because they've blagged their way to it, really. But the thing is, you can often look at these sales pages for people doing these really basic courses or these really flimsy offerings where they're charging four or five thousand dollars and you see those sales pages and think, well, if they do it yet, why can't I do it? Why shouldn't I do it? You also see people using the logic of, well, people pay thousands of dollars to universities to learn this stuff, so why wouldn't they pay thousands of dollars to me? But the thing is, the people who are out there promoting courses for thousands and thousands of dollars, you probably don't know whether they're actually selling any of those courses or selling any of the spots in their membership site. Chances are they could very well be in exactly the same position as you because six months earlier, they saw somebody else selling a watered down or a short course for a few thousand dollars. And they thought, like you thought, oh, well, if they can do it, why can't I? The guys who are successful selling that sort of high ticket item are successful for a reason. Usually it is because they have the authority and the credibility to back it up. If the CEO of Amazon put out a one hour course and tried charging $5,000 for it, you can bet that people would be more interested than that than if Joe Bloggs random guy in the streets put out the same course and tried charging $5,000 for it. So just because others are doing it doesn't mean you're going to be able to model and replicate their same success. If indeed they are even getting success, which of course you always assume other people are doing well whenever you see them doing something differently to you. So really be honest with yourself about the quality of the product you're putting out there and the value of the product you're putting out there because that's what potential buyers are looking at. You might think that your course represents huge value, but if actually and honestly, objectively speaking, it doesn't, then most buyers are actually going to see that and make that conclusion for themselves. And actually, you may need to go even further back than that and look at the initial idea that prompted you to create your product. So where did that come from? If you think back to when you first started thinking about the what has become your membership site or your online course, where did that idea come from? Or is it just something you decided that this subject needs to be taught? Or this is something I want to teach rather than this is something people want to learn. Or this is a knowledge gap that needs to be filled. Did you validate your idea? Did you test your idea? Did you ask a couple of your best friends what they thought of it? And they all said, yep, it's great. And so you thought, excellent. Those people thought it was great. Everyone else is going to think it's great too. If you came up with your membership site, your course, because there was a clear need for it and there was a clear market for it, then obviously that means the issue is likely in how you're marketing it and how you're positioning it and your ability to reach that audience. But if your idea just came from your own head and you didn't really go out there and research whether there was in fact a market or an audience for it, then 
it's entirely possible that there isn't a market or an audience for your product. You're trying to sell something that nobody out there actually wants to buy. And that's a very difficult reality to face. And certainly it's one that you would hopefully have kind of cleared that hurdle before you actually put any work into it. But you do see so many people with courses or membership sites that never go anywhere because there was never a demand for it in the first place. So obviously it's going to be harder to sell because who do you sell to? If the market doesn't exist, then there's nobody to sell to. But maybe you've got a fantastic, amazing product, truly the best product that's ever been produced within your niche. And maybe it's phenomenal value, crazy value, but you're not a known entity. You have no authority. Nobody knows who you are. And you're kind of taking that field of dreams approach of thinking that if I build it, they will come. Well, that's not really how it works. You kind of need to go out there and tell them about it and demonstrate why you're somebody that they should pay attention to and why your knowledge is something that they should value enough to want to exchange money for. So if you're not a known entity and you're completely anonymous within your industry. And when we say within your industry, we kind of mean broadly, not just your local business community, because it's unlikely that your target audience are just the people who go to your local chamber of commerce event. We're talking internationally. Do you have a popular blog? Do people know who you are? Do you have a good social media following who are actually active and engaged with you and who perceive you as someone who's the go-to person within your particular area of expertise? And if so, have you actually promoted your product to them? Have you involved them and engaged them in the build-up to your product launching so that when it's come out, they are already eagerly anticipating what it is that you're offering? If you don't already have credibility and a presence within the audience that you're targeting with this product, then it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle. And you're either going to find yourself needing to essentially start from scratch in building that credibility and building up that momentum that will ultimately generate leads and then turn those leads into sales. Or if you already do have that authority, then perhaps you're just not leveraging it properly. Perhaps your product is incongruent with the actual audience that you have. You know, if you are built, if you built a brand and a reputation based around uh, helping people do things on a budget. So let's say you have a travel blog that is all about helping people travel around the world on a very small budget. If you then come out with a product that costs thousands, then it doesn't quite add up. Does it? It's the same with small business marketing. You may have a an audience of people where you're helping people get uh, traffic to their website or customers for their business for as little as possible. Again, if you come out with a multi-thousand dollar product, that's not your audience. That's not where your credibility lies. So they're not going to buy into it. So these are really the things that you need to look at. And if you are completely confident that your product is great, that your idea is sound, that you have a good standing within your industry and you have the sort of credibility and authority uh, through which to build a successful membership product or online course on. And if you're confident that you've marketed it well and your launch plan was all done well and things still haven't happened, then what you need to do is go to your audience and go to your market and ask them, why didn't you buy in? 
What was it about this that didn't appeal to you? There's no harm in asking simply if you've got an email list or you've got a large social media following or some of the means of connecting with your audience. You don't need to say, I'm doing this because nobody bought my product, but you can simply send out a survey and say, you know, we promoted this product to you a month ago. We noticed that you hadn't joined. That's cool. That's fine. It may not be for you, but if you wouldn't mind, could we ask you a few questions uh, regarding why you may not have joined? It might be that they'll come back and tell you it was too highly priced for me. It wasn't the right material. I felt like I know the stuff that you're trying to teach me already, or I just didn't realize or didn't understand what it was you're offering. Instead of racking your brains for what might be going wrong and why people might not be buying, just go and ask them why they're not buying. And maybe it's a case of you did get a dozen or so members, but you were aiming for 100 or 200. First of all, really assess whether your expectations were right because you may not have failed. You may have actually done all right, but if you were expecting 10,000 members because you assumed every single membership site or online course had 10,000 enrollments on launch, you might actually be sitting there giving yourself a hard time when you know, you've know you done pretty well. But if you have had some people join up, whether it's just a small group or whatever, ask them why they joined. So you're getting both sides of the coin. What are people joining for? What are they not joining for? And you can use things like SurveyMonkey, WooForms, Gravity Forms, various different things to conduct surveys and find this information out and gather this data. And do it anonymously as well, because people are more likely to actually give you that information. Because if you're asking for their details, that might put people off. They may think that you're only asking them so that you can pitch at them. Get this sort of feedback and then act on it. If everybody is telling you, if your market, the people that you're expecting to buy, they're telling you that this one or two things, these one or two areas are wrong with your product, the worst thing you can do is sit back, fold your arms and say, well, tough. This is how I want to do it. Because all they'll say is fine, get on with it good luck with your failing business. That might sound harsh, but if your membership site or your course launch have failed and they've tanked, you need to face the harsh reality that something you've done or some of your ideas or the way you've executed it has been wrong. And in doing that, be accepting of feedback and be willing to put in the time to find out what the problem is and fix it. And like we say, don't panic. You know, Don't just give up on it, which a lot of people will do. And they'll just walk away from months and months of ideas and months and months of work. Essentially, if nobody has joined, it's the whole, if a tree falls in the forest, no one's around to hear it. If a membership site fails to get any members in a non-existent audience, has it truly failed? You can always do a version two. You can always have a new and improved. Or you know what? You can just be open and honest about it. If you need to completely redo your offering, if you need to totally rethink your pricing strategy and you figure out that just offering a two hour long course isn't going to cut it. So maybe you need to do some monthly coaching in there and uh, get in some expert interviews and stuff. You know, If you kind of need a do over, be honest about it put out a blog post that is centered around the experience that you've had with that first launch. Say, yeah, we got it wrong. So I asked you guys what you wanted, you told me, and here I am now with an improved product. And actually, you'll probably get members directly from that, and you'll gain a lot of respect 
for being authentic and open enough to actually share those experiences in a way that might actually help other people as well in the future. The important thing really is just not to abandon a project because it didn't take light when you first try to launch it. But if you're gonna turn things around, you really need to do a lot of introspection and asking the difficult questions to figure out where exactly things went wrong so you can address it, improve on it, and come out even stronger when you bring your updated, improved offering to market. All right, we are back from our trip into the archives. I hope you found that episode useful. It's a little strange. Is it just me or did I sound a little bit younger? Maybe? No, just me? Okay. (laughs) But I do hope that you found that useful. And if you are gearing up for your membership launch, this is going to equip you better to deal with all of those what-ifs. Because I think everyone who is approaching a launch, whether it's a brand new launch or whether you're using, you know, the open and close model for your membership, and so you have regular launches, I think everyone has that little bit of fear. What if this time it doesn't go well? What if all those people who join my wait list don't join? What if this killer strategy that I've got just falls flat? So hopefully some of the ground that we covered today is going to help you to better see that through and to actually have a plan if things don't go to plan. So that's it from me. That's our third and final trip into the archives. Next week, we are back to regular scheduled programming with an all new original episode of the Membership Guys podcast. So do make sure you join me again next week. I'm out of here. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.